Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. Pastor Rick, you, you know I never violate protocol, okay? But this is something I've been waiting for for 64 Four years. years. You're 64 today, am I right? I am 64 today. Is, today. today is Grandparents' Day as well. That's what they told okay. me. Yeah, I heard that. All right, so I thought it was easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. So Around here, it's easier. Okay, so here I am now. I'm going to ask the maestro back there to hit it. This is for you. Come on. How are you like this? Losing my hair many years from now. Will you still be sending me a valentine? A birthday greeting, fruit of the vine. If I stay out quarter to three, would you lock the door? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? When I'm 64, hey! <laughs> I waited 64 years oh, for that. Howie. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, Howie. I'm 64 on the outside, but I married a young girl, so I feel 29. Okay, here we go. Kathy is much younger than me. Amen. Good morning, WCF. It's an honor to be with you all here today. Amen? And yes, it is September 11th, and yes, it's a great day to fly because it's so cheap today. Okay, so I'm leaving right after the service. Okay. Anyway, we do want to remember, on a serious note, all those from 911 that lost their lives. The world changed that day. Flights are different today. Cruises are different today. Everywhere you go, the security that you see today it's a different world, it's a different day, and it's a different hour. So, Father, we do remember all those that had sons, daughters, children, grandchildren, loved ones, grandparents that lost their lives on that day. And, Father, it be instilled in our mind that life is but a vapor. It's here today and can be gone this afternoon, could be gone tomorrow. But, God, for all those families that the memory is so real to them, as the moment that it actually happened when the planes hit the trade tower. So God of mercy, God of comfort, minister encouragement, minister strength to all the families. And we ask this today as we remember all those that lost loved ones in Jesus' name. And God, we even pray, even for a move of God amongst the radicals. We just pray for them today, Father God. You said to even love our enemies, and God, we do. And so we pray for them that many would have an experience with Christ and come to know him. And what they meant for evil, may God, you turn it around for good. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. And everybody agreed, said? Amen. Thank you so much. Mike, if you can come up and Jen. Kathy and I want to congratulate you. Uh, Mike and Jen, just uh, many of you not aware, Mike was my hairdresser for many years. He's the one that shaved my side of my head. Says, Pastor, we got to do something just so out of the box. Says, What's that, man? He said, Let, Let's mohawk your hair. We'll spike it and we'll put some blonde highlights on it. I said, Michael, that's awesome. Let's do it. And then I came home and I wish I had my cell phone that I could have taken a look because I got the look that day. And I told Kathy, I'm in the change of life, so let me just enjoy So you got to the weekend to get through it. Okay. Anyway, the last dress is all history. But when I was, my last time, one of our spiritual sons was their pastor out Western Canada when Mike and Jen went to Edmonton. And I would speak out there regularly for the church out there at Victory. And Scott Deberson and his beautiful wife, Yvette, the two of them are a great team and a great couple. And Mike and Jen got very involved. We recommended that church. They got very involved when they went out there. 
and just began to excel in every area. Mike was my armor bearer. That means he took care of me when I was there, like my Ken. <laughs> and uh, to make a long story short, our last conversation we actually had out there was he said, listen, he says, I, I still feel so connected to WCF. I really miss it. He said, if anything ever happened where there was an opening, I, I, just, just think about me. Just really would appreciate it. I said, okay, Mike, thank you so much. And anyway, several years later, we went into a little transitional period over here. Mike's name came up, and the rest is all history. And they've been doing an incredible job with our kids over here. Amen? So, officially, Mike is ordained now because I have the certificate that I signed, and it's all there, okay, from the network. So, congratulations on that. And I guess you can open this up now because it's the second okay, service. Okay. We're all done with the first, okay? So, Mike in, uh, is officially now taking over and ministering, and you're going to see in just a moment the um, youth ministry over here at WCF. And we felt, and he met all the criteria for it to now ordain him. So in May, we're having the official laying on of hands and the family and everything can all be in. Is that oh, cool? Oh, wow. Not? Is that cool? That's amazing. What's it say? I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4.13. And it shows a football player on his knees praying and just, this is beautiful. Thank you Amen. so we much. Amen. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. So, Pastor. Mike, you're a blessing. Thank you. Believe in you and Jen. Jen is now our coordinator she's taking over all the children's ministry along with mike's oversight and the two are just a great team here and a great blessing to wcf all i can say about you guys is it's you guys have been an encouragement to the entire team uh, of staff at wcf as well as the entire family at wcf so we're thankful for you and we're turning this service over to them they're going to be running the rest of the whole thing and we're just honored to have people of integrity people of honesty, and people that are really generational and really love the family, okay? Not from the Godfather movie like my daddy loved, okay? But they love family. Love you guys. Thank you so much, Pastor Rick and Pastor Kathy and WCF Church family. I like to say family because we are a family. We have one God, one spirit inside of us, and we all are united. Amen. Um, I asked Pastor Rick if there were keys to a Corvette in first service to that. Um, Jen, did he actually put it in the second service? Keys to a Corvette for the, the gift? No. No, it's not a big deal. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, Jesus only died for us and not that big of a deal either, I guess. But I don't, I don't, No, I'm just kidding. Um, thank you. I can't, I'm getting a little emotional here, even second service, even though I knew he was going to do that again. It just means a lot to me for about 15 years. I've always um, wanted to be up. I'm praising and preaching and being full-time ministry. So it's just something that has been always a desire of my heart. And I would have probably have been a priest, but um, I realized I like girls at a young age. And that was, that was still always there, but I was just asking God to change that. But thank God for churches like this. And... We can get married and still praise God and serve God and teach the Word of God. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to get right to it because I don't have much time, actually. I got about 20 minutes because after I speak, I really want the young kids to come up, the youth to come up and give some declarations, some prophesying. Prophesy, how do you say it, Abigail? Prophecy, thank you so much. And um, I, I mess up a lot. I do. I'm, not, I'm a simple guy. I mess up a lot, and the kids, kids know it in kids' church. Abigail Shimatero corrects me like twice a day. And I'm like, that's very good, Abigail. Now go in the back seat. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, I tell her, don't tell your dad or grandpa, because I do love my job. <laughs> Here's... <laughs> we got Jonathan on the drums. You're going to hear Jonathan every now and then. I'm going to call him Johnny. As long as you don't call me Mikey, we're good with that because I like when we all get involved. I, sometimes I do spit a lot, so when I do, I'm going to be in front of Abigail if that's okay. <laughs> I, talk, I talk fast sometimes, and I'm going to have to speak a little fast because I got a message for us and a message that's about how we can just keep growing this church, how we can keep building up generations and generations. And Pastor Rick, when I first got on board, he came out with this this vision. And I'm not going to read it just in time's sake, but I'm going to explain it to you and give you what it kind of says. 
And this vision is like out there, man. It's like way out there. It's like this is like almost impossible in the flesh, man. Only God can do something like this. And some of the visions was like a thousand people more coming to, to church and 500 more on prayer night. On Sunday nights, we have prayer nights. And right now, we only have 50. And he's saying 500. He's saying 1,200 kids for kids' church coming every Sunday. Right now, we got 250. But Pastor Rick's vision is 1,500 and, and more thousands of people and, and all this other stuff. And, and generation to generation just building up and building up. Up and I'm reading it and I remember looking at some of the other pastors and when we left the room we're like how's this even going to be possible and and I'm gonna and I'm just here to tell you guys we have a leader with a vision we have both leaders with a big vision and we need to stand firm and take hold of this, of this vision and pray for this vision and believe in this vision that through God all things are possible through God who strengthens us and and this is a vision where our flesh, we don't know how it's going to happen. But in today's message, I'm going to give you some little bits and tidbits of what I read in the Bible. And I, like I said, I don't know everything. And, and there's more to, to it than what I'm talking about. But this is an area where I want you to learn what I'm saying in the Bible with, with Joshua and with Moses and with David about how this vision can grow. Amen? So we're going to start off with David. And he, and he says a prayer. But before he says this to God, David had a desire, and this desire was to build a temple. And in this temple was a covenant, the covenant of God, right? The, 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 all this, all the, the laws of God, God, you know, dwells in this temple. He wants God to just sit in a permanent place in this temple. So he has this desire, and we all have desires, and we all have dreams and destinies and, and all these promises of God we want fulfilled. But God comes to the prophet Nathan, and Nathan goes to David and says, David, you're not going to build this temple. It's going to be your son Solomon. And David didn't go like, wait a second, wait a second. I'm here right now. I'm king. It's going to be through me. No, this is what he said to God. This is in 2 Samuel 7. He says, then King David went in and sat in front of the Lord. David said, Lord God, who am I? What is my family? Why did you bring me to this point? David was not talking to God like, who am I, God? Why did you bring this to, to this point? And I, now I can't even build this temple. Why, God? Don't you know I'm, I'm the king, God? That's not what David was talking about. David was humble and respectful and praising God. He's like, God, who am I that you've blessed me to be king? Who am I that you blessed me with a family? Who am I that you're here with me? Who am I that you decide to come and call me? That's what he's saying. What is my family? I thank you for my family. God, without you, we are nothing. With you, we are a family. With you, we are united. With you, we can do all things. With you, we can grow and grow. Why did you bring me to this point? It wasn't saying, why did you bring me to this point to where I can't even build this temple? He said, God, you brought me to this point and I am nothing, but yet you cared for me, you loved me, you helped me, you guided me. And then he says, but even this is not enough for you, Lord God. You have also made promises about my future family. God, you even made plans about my future family. Those who are not even born yet. Those who I can't even see it. You made plans for them. This is extraordinary, Lord God. David understood something, family. Is it okay if I call you family? Because we are a family. That's what I teach the youth. That's what I teach the children. That we are a family together in Christ. And we do things together. David knew something. Thank you. David knew something. He knew that it was for God and it's for all the generations, not just one generation. See, family, I don't like to say next generation. I just like to say all generations or this generation or that generation because the children to the youth, they are the generation now. This generation can still move mountains. This generation can praise God. This generation has the same God inside of them that can move forward and declare that Jesus is Lord. Because without Jesus, everything is meaningless. But this youth is hungry. The children are thirsty. So can we call up upon Jesus and just declare that he's Lord and Savior for all for all generations, because generations, it is now. Each generation, the time is now. You all have a purpose. You all have a destiny. You all have a desire inside of you to do the will of God now. Everybody turn to somebody and say, now. Now is the time. This message, this title is called, Take It. It's yours. I said, take it. 
It's yours. No longer will we just be in the backdrop. No longer will we just be cowarding and shaking and trembling and let fear control us. We will rise up. We will rise up and call on the name of Jesus and know that Jesus is for all generations because this is what it says in the word. How great are his signs. How mighty are his wonders. I will not forget his wonders and his signs and the parting of the Red Sea and all the plagues that he sent upon the enemies and the freedom that he gave his children and the joy and the strength. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His kingdom is everlasting. It'll go on and on and on and his dominion is from generation to generation. I'm here to tell you, family, his dominion, his rule, his love, his favor, his blessings, his freedom, his joy, his peace, his grace, his mercy is from generation to generation. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will always be with us, leading us, guiding us to rise on top. Are you with this generation today, family? Are you with us today? Are we a family of WCF? mighty and strong, ready to take on the vision that Pastor Rick boldly confessed, boldly declared. Can we bring it to what God has called through our leader? Are we behind our leader? Are we standing strong? Are we staying strong and being bold and courageous? Or do we cow and say it's impossible? Because I don't know about you, but we serve the same God who said, with God all things are possible. So I'm here to tell you, with each generation, to rise up. To take it. It's yours. To take it. It's yours. I want you to walk out of here and I want you to rise up and say, it is mine for the taking. It is mine to bring my children back to God. It is mine to bring my prosperity back to God. All things are possible with God. And I will not listen to my flesh. I will not listen to the enemy. I will listen and look and focus on you, God. Because with you, God, you are inside of me. And just as David wanted to build that temple, and he knew it was for his son and for the other generations, this temple was a dwelling place of God. We now are that temple. We are that temple. Now God lives inside of us. It is no longer external principles and rules, but now the Holy Spirit resides in us. The Holy Spirit resides in us and it activates our conscience. It influences our motives and our desires and now it draws us to obey God. So now my, God's hands become my hands. His eyes, my eyes. His feet, my feet. His spirit, his thoughts, all about him is in me so that I can rise up because we are that temple, brothers and sisters. We are that temple. And God has chosen each and every one of you. Even those that aren't here, all your children, He has chosen them too. Because you are His children. And they become His children. And the children that aren't even born yet, they are His children. He's already called them. So can we declare it that our families, WCF families, are going to serve God and be strong and be mighty for God and rise up because we are that temple. And God, with His loving grace and mercy, has decided to call each and every one of you. So brothers and sisters, my family, we are that church. We are here today. So the question is, the question is, what are you taking? What are you taking? Are you taking things for your flesh? Are you taking things of the world? Are you taking things that God has blessed you with? Are you walking in the spirit? Are you being that temple where the covenant of God dwells and resides in you and causes you to be the hands, causes you to be the mouth, causes you to be the eyes, causes his thoughts and your thoughts so you walk with passion and you walk with excitement? Can we walk with excitement and passion? Can we rise up and take steps and leaps and bounds and bring this vision to pass? But Pastor Rick can't do it alone. Pastor Kathy can't do it alone. Oh, I'm sure God can make all things happen. But we need each and every one of us to step up and stand up and rise up because we are that temple. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to read some verses in here and some scriptures about Joshua, but before I do that, I just want to let you know to all the youth and to all the children, the Bible says, let no one despise your youth, but be example to all the believers in word and conduct, in love and spirit, in faith and in purity. So that means older folks don't despise the youth, younger folks 
Don't think that you're all that because it also says, accept the authority of the elders and all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. We're a family from generation to generation. I know you. Sometimes the 50-year-olds are wearing Hollister on Converse and it's, it's, a, it's a stylish faux pas and it's bad and it's, it's just not right. But give them some grace and mercy. They're just trying to be as cool as you. <laughs> it's okay. Now, if you catch me wearing Converse and a Hollister shirt, just let me know it's not good. I want to wear actually a jean jacket vest under this. And my wife and daughter said, no, that's not, that's not good. It was all shredded and tattered. It was mine from when I was like in a teenager and it still fit. So I was like very happy about it. And I was going to wear it under this blazer, but they all said no. So I still kind of regret it. I wish I did, but maybe it would have been a Hollister. They had some grace and mercy. They talked me out of it in love and in compassion. But don't despise one another. We're here to encourage one another. We might like different music. We might like different sounds. We might like different foods and tastes and clothes. But it doesn't really matter, does it, in the, in the, in the big picture? In the big picture, we all serve one God. So we got a story here about Joshua taking the walls of Jericho. Now, I'm just going to tell you the end of it because I'm going to go right to the beginning, but we're going to go right to the end. Now, here's the thing. Joshua didn't know what was exactly going to happen. You know, when we read the Bible and it's amazing, we're like, we're reading and be like, come on, man, why are you doing this? Don't you know God is with you and for you? And then you see them cower and you see them have fear. And then, and at the end, the walls fall down, right? It's like, what's all that about? But Joshua didn't know the ending yet. He just trusted in God. Right? So for some of you who don't know, they marched around the city on the seventh day, seven times. The walls fell down and they came in and invaded the land and they took over the land in Canaan and it was the, the, the land flowing with milk and honey, right? But let's go back to all the way to Je Joshua chapter 1 and this is what it says. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, wherever you be on land I've given you, wait, wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev, did I say that right, Abigail Shimatero? Thank you. Wilderness in the south. <laughs> to be in the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Was God with, was God with Moses? Yes. yes, he was. Is God going to be with Joshua? Yes. Did Moses ever get to the promised land? Did he actually enter into the promised land? But was God still with Moses? Yes. I'm here to tell you guys, whether we see the vision that Pastor Rick has called or not, it's going to happen. Because well, we have eternity. We have God to look to. And God is a God of generations to generations. Did Moses ever give up? Did he ever stop believing? Did he cower and fear and put his fist up to God? No, he kept on seeking God, kept on serving God, kept on believing because God is true to what he says. His presence is always with us. His presence is always with us and he's always there for us. But sometimes I wonder if we can put a little kink in the promises of God. And that's what I want to kind of focus on. I don't got all the answers, like I said. But I just wonder, I just wonder if this might have held that generation back from the promised land. He says to Joshua, be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors. I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. That's the second time. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful. Meditate it on it day and night. We have God's laws now inside of us, right? We're the temple. His laws are inside of us. Now, our, his desires, B, 
become our desires. I'm going to keep meditating on his word. God, you are with me. God, you are for me. God, you are the God of the impossible. God, I can do all things through you who strengthens me. And we keep meditating it, meditating it. I'm not going to focus on my troubles. I'm not going to focus on my sin. I'm not going to focus on my worries. But we're going to focus on God. We're going to lift our hands up to God. You want to conquer sin? You want to conquer fear? Then don't keep feeding it. Don't keep looking at it. Focus on the one who takes away, who casts all that out, who makes you free, who gives you love and peace and joy and strength. So I'm just looking to you, God, because that's all I got. That's all I got, God. Because if I focus on my own strength, if I focus on my fears, on my worries of what I can't do, I'm going to keep on turning that way, but I'm turning to you, God, and I know that you are God of good. You are God who loves me, who is there for me. Your presence is always there with me, and I hold on to your promises, and I'm going to keep on believing it, keep on praying it, keep on seeking it. I'm going to be thirsty. I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to keep on walking and standing up strong because, God, you live inside of me. This is my command. And he says, be strong and courageous. No, no, no doubt that Joshua must have had some fear in him. I mean, Jesus, God said it three times. So important for him, for Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go through the camp and tell the people to get the provisions ready. So just to make a little short, because I want to cut this up a little bit, because I want the, the kids to come, the youth to come up. Joshua said, Everybody get prepared, get ready, get ready, because it's coming. It's coming. This vision, this promise is coming. And I'm believing it, I'm calling it out. And God has told me to be strong and courageous. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you praying? Are you believing? Are you getting ready? Are you preparing? See, the church has uh, an advantage over most businesses. See, when I was in business, and, and, and we had, and, and I want to hire more people because we're getting more people coming in and more business. You have to be careful in, in overhiring because then if the business doesn't come, then you got all these people, then you got to do cutbacks and all that. The church, it doesn't matter because we're not paying you. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that in a bad way. But you guys are volunteers. So, so what if, what if, wouldn't it be great if instead of one to five kids and the little kids, we have... Two, kid, two teachers for five kids. Wouldn't it be great in toddlers, instead of one, kid, one teacher for five kids, we have two teachers. And if one kid only shows up, then there's more teachers to love on one kid. So are we preparing for this influx, for this, this blessing that Pastor Rick and Kathy is calling out? About thousands and thousands of more people coming to WCF, because I believe it. I'm not saying other churches aren't great, but I love this church. This is WCF, and this is your church. I need everybody to just do this and say, this is my church. This is my church. I'm going to the right side, because I think they believe in more. This is my church. Take it. It's yours. I'm calling out and declaring that the blessings are coming, that freedom and joy and peace and miracles and revival is here for WC. F. Does somebody agree with the Jonathan? Bang those drums for me. Revival is here. Revival is coming. Can we take it? Because it is ours for the taking. The enemy has no right. So can we be ready and can we pre be prepared? Because then Joshua says, all of you, Moses told you guys, that you guys can have this certain land, but I need all you strongest warriors to come up and fight with me when we take the land. Wives and children, you could stay in the back and just pray for us. How many of you can get off your seats? And I don't mean this, I'm here to challenge you to push us because I believe in this vision and I believe in our church and I believe in all of us because we're family. I just want to push us and not let us just sit on the sidelines. I want us to be participants. I want us to be the warriors. I want us to be in the fight. How many of you have been sitting down, but you can rise up and stand up and help in the ushers ministry, in the marriage ministry, in all the other ministries? How many of you can take a huge step, a big mighty step, and help in the children's ministry, and help in the youth ministry? Even if you don't agree with all the things I'm doing because I don't got it right, but just to love on these kids, to show who God is through you. 
How many times can you do that? Can you be that warrior to go fight in the battlefield? Because this was the difference, and I'm gonna, I want to close this up, but this was the difference between Moses' crew and Joshua's crew. Everybody say, this is the difference. Here we go. You ready for it? We will obey you as we obeyed Moses. This is Joshua's crew now, his generation saying this. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses. And they also said, we will do whatever you command us and we will go wherever you send us. What a difference if you read about Moses' crew compared to Joshua's crew. We will go with you and we will go wherever you send us. And may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your orders and does not obey your words and everything you command will be put to death. So be strong and courageous. These men were behind their leader. If nobody's with you now, we're not going to kill anybody or slay anybody. But what they're saying is, be strong and courageous, Joshua. We are with you. We are for you. We will not talk bad about you. We are with you. Man, sometimes we don't understand your vision. Sometimes we don't understand your decisions. But we are there for you. Because we have one purpose. And it's not about you. It's not about me. It's for the glory and honor of God. So there's a the difference right there. We all affect each other in where we take the church, in where we take this church. We all affect each other in where this church is going. Listen, when, when the spies went, when Moses sent the spies, what happened? Two came back giving good report. Other, the other 10 gave a bad report. Said, we can't do it. There's all this great fruit, all this wonderful stuff. We can't go volunteer. We can't go do this. I can't help conquer this sin. There's all this fruit, right? But then, but these, these giants, these enemies, they're too strong for us. So they spread it out there. And then everybody was complaining and grumbling and they wanted to stone Moses and whoever was with Moses. Now God even said, Moses, I'm going to just wipe them all out. And we're going to start with you, Moses. We're going to start all over again with you and your line. But Moses, man, what a great leader. He said, whoa, God, whoa, these are my people, man. These are your children. Don't wipe them out. You made a covenant with them. What are other people going to think if you just wipe them out? Now, that is a leader. He'd rather stay with his ship when it was sinking. These guys wanted to stone him. And not to mention, family, i got to thank Moses because we would have had another 10 chapters in the Bible of the whole family building this family up again, building this family up again, building this family up again. And it would have taken forever. It would have taken forever. We would have been in a different time zone. Well, think about it. You can make a movie about that. Like a whole other experience in life. But I'm here to tell you, God will make rocks praise for him. But I'm here to say right now, you guys are family, brothers and sisters, you are here right now. Or are we going to wait for 100,000 others to take over when we could start now? When we could rise up now? When we could take what is ours now so that when others come in, they see the presence of God. They see the healing. They see the miracles. They see the blessings. They see the joy and the peace and how we volunteer and how we help each other out and how we're there for each other. Because I'm going to tell you something. You can stay seated, but God will bring others. But won't it go much faster if we all got involved now? If we started taking what is ours now? Are you catching something, brothers and sisters? Are you receiving it, family? It's time to stand up. It's time to say it is ours for the taking. And what's funny is when Joshua sent the spies out, do you know what the whole town said? What, what the prostitutes said to these guys? They said, everybody's afraid of you. Everybody's afraid because they know what God has done. Man, the enemies are afraid and they remember what God has done. How come we don't remember what God has done sometimes? How come we forget what God has done sometimes? And you know what? When they heard that everybody's afraid of them, when you realize that the enemy is afraid of them, that the enemy has no power over you, when you realize that your flesh has no power over you, you stand up. And they came back to Joshua and they said, Joshua, it is ours for the taking, Joshua. It is our land. They are terrified on us because they understand the miracles and the presence and the promises of God. And I want to close up because I want them to come up. So brothers and sisters, family, when you're marching and you're volunteering and you want to give up because you don't see any fruit getting produced yet, don't worry because maybe it's for the other generation. You're doing your part just as David was doing his part, providing Solomon with the temple and all the means. 
And guess what? Solomon came and provided more. And he took it even farther. I thank you for Pastor Brian for building a foundation for me. I thank you for Pastor David for Children's Church for building a foundation for me. I thank you for Pastor Rick and Pastor Kathy for build, building a foundation for this church. But each generation, we're going to take it farther and farther. You know why? Because the world's getting worse out there. But God's going to come in stronger and stronger. And our generation is going to rise up to the challenge. The children are going to rise up. And God will call you all by name as he did right now. And I'm telling you, kids and youth and elders and olders and all the generation, the time is now for the taking. So we're going to march around that wall because all I know is at the end of the battle, even though we might not have seen all the promises, God has sent eternity in our hearts. God has heaven in us and for us. So when we march around, when the last trumpet sounds, all the scales will fall off and every knee shall bow and every word will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. And when all the walls tumble and when the dust settles, Oh my goodness, Jesus will be standing on the mountain with his arms up saying, well done, my faithful servants. Can you rise up? Can you stand up? Can we give a praise to God right now? Can you bang those drums, Johnny? Come on, somebody. Give it to God for he is the God of good. He is the God who strengthens me. His right hand, his right hand empowers me. I will not be shaken. I will walk strong and I will keep on marching. I will not give up. So can we do it as brothers and sisters, as a family in unity and stand strong in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for my brothers and sisters and for all of us, Lord God, that we'll stand firm, that today's a different day, that revival is in the house, that expectations are in the house, that freedom is in the house. And I want to pray for you after service. So at 12.30, if you got to pick up your kids, pick up your kids, but come back because we're going to have the youth praying for you. I want it to be revival. Can we make a difference today? Can we have change up the service a little bit? If you want to stay late, if we're here for another half hour, so be it. We're just praising God. If you need to go for breakfast and have your eggs, then do that. I don't know what's more important. But it's up to you. It's up to you. So right now we got Pastor RJ, my other leader in here who's mentoring me to come up and Jen come up Pastor Brian and Lynn Hi everyone The generation that has gone before is imparting now the mantle of the generation that's here and there's a mutual respect between the generations cuz they need each other There's a love there's a belief we believe in you You'll be empowered. You'll have the support that you need to accomplish what you need to do as you follow God's plan. And really, as a congregation, as a church, when the sword gets past, the mantle passes, and then they lead the young people to where God wants us to go as an organization. So if you could stand with me, and I'm going to give them the sword. And they're going to lay hands on, and they're going to impart to, and they're going to pray over, and the band's going to play. And God bless you all. If you reach your hands out as a sign of support. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Brian. Thank you. Love you. When I was praying the other day for you, Mike, I didn't even want to put this on a napkin at McDonald's. I wrote it in my Bible because after I got it for you, I said, well, I'm going to keep that for other generations and that. But I was reading, I, I just prayed and I opened up and I fell right on about putting on the armor of God and how important that is. You know, we do that daily. You know, I came where it says, stand your ground, putting on this, the belt of truth, the body armor, God's righteousness, the shoes put on, of peace that comes from the good news of the gospel. Be fully prepared for every battle you will need in faith as your shield to stop the fire arrows aimed at you by Satan himself. Especially Mike with this, Michael with this next generation. Put on salvation as your helmet. And this is the, the word for you. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I wrote this Nighttime. <laughs> Be a man of truth, honesty, and integrity. Always seek 
and trust the Lord for your direction. Never take your flesh, Pastor Michael, and its desires for granted. Hold fast to your Lord, your wife, and your children, and give no place, no place for the devil. Carry the sword into battle, and trust God to give you the victory, and he will. So, Pastor Michael, let the sword of the Spirit represent the Word of God at all times, and may it dwell richly in your heart. We've prayed for five years for the man, the next man of God, and I, we prayed that God would operate through Pastor Rick and Kathy on this, and he's answered our prayers, and it's with great confidence. What a wonderful feeling to know the youth are in good hands. I'm so thankful for Mike and Jen. I want to thank you for this day. Like I said, we got some special guests, some youth wanting to just declare and profess for the youth ministry for all of us, for all of us. So Tulu, we're going to start it off with Tulu. This is Tulu. She's a worship leader, and she does so much in the church. She's, she, she does the dance. Oh, you may all be seated. See, Tulu, they'll just stand up. They'll just stay until... It's, 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 yes, come up here. Come up here so everybody can see you. And she also does a dance. She's, she's actually, uh, just a quick little thing real fast, she's actually in November getting... Um, some dance moves ready with the dance team and they're going to sing songs and the kids are going to be worshiping to them dancing on video with the music and it's just going to be great. We're just expanding in that area. Thank you, Tolu. Take it away right here. Hi. So as you said, uh, my name is Tolu and I'm going to be talking a little bit about what my declaration is for the youth. Um, and so when Jesus died on the cross and rose again, a few pretty cool things happened. Um, number one, I believe that he reconciled us back with God. So that means that he made it possible for us to have a relationship with the Lord and to walk with him once again. And that also means that Jesus eliminated anything that could ever possibly separate us from the love of our Lord and Savior. 
The second thing is that he freed us from all of our sins and uh, he forgave us of our sins, thus giving us the ability to be able to go to heaven one day and spend eternity with Christ if we so choose. So that means that we need to actually make a decision to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. And thirdly, we are no longer bound to the law. Um, and in Matthew chapter 22, Jesus said, love the Lord with all, sorry, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And when I read the scripture, I don't actually see two different commandments, I see one. Because basically it's saying, love the Lord with everything you have, but what does the Lord love most? He loves his people. And so basically Jesus is telling us, love my people, love my people. And I feel like a lot of the time, love is not something that's easy because it requires sacrifice. It's not a feeling, it's not an emotion, it's something that we do. Um, and in Ephesians, <laughs> In Ephesians 3, Paul prays something over the church that I really love, and it says, When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down deep into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the power, and sorry, with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And so one thing that I've also come to know is that we can't experience God's love and remain, un and remain unchanged by that. It's something that changes you. It's something that overwhelms you and completely transforms the way that you think and the way that you do things. Um, and another thing that I've come to realize is that the more that I understand God's love for me, the more uncomfortable it kind of makes me with where I am. My pride gets exposed. My insecurities seem a lot smaller than they are. Um, and then I become increasingly burdened by what Jesus asked us to do, and that's to bring his people back to him. Because that abundant life and that power that Paul is talking about is not just for us to keep for ourselves. It's supposed to be for us to share with the rest of the world. So then if we love the Lord and then if we love his people, our greatest desire should be to bring God's people back to him. And so, Heavenly Father, my declaration for the youth is that we would be a people who understand the love of Jesus Christ. I declare that we will be a people who walk into every day looking for ways to lift up the name of Jesus. I declare that fulfilling the Great Commission will be our greatest desire. I declare that we will be a generation who passionately pursues others with love. And I declare that we would be so deeply rooted in the word that it would flow out of us. Amen. All right, we got Jesse over here. Oh, yeah, take that one. And if we could have Jared Burton at Victory Bogwe too, please. What's going on, WCF? So my name is Josiah, I'm part of the youth, and um, Pastor Michael approached me two days ago, he said, I want a declaration out of you, Sunday morning, have it. I said, okay. So uh, one thing generationally that's been in my family, from my grandfather to my mother, was knowing who I am in Christ. That's something that's been empowered and instilled in me, and some, it's a foundation in my life. And I just want to make a declaration right now over the youth, over the church, over the entire congregation, over our town of Windsor that we will know who we are, that we will not lie down and take what the world has for us, that we will stand up for what we want and what we believe in, and that's Jesus Christ. That's our Lord and Savior right now. And I looked into the Word, and He has a lot to say about who we are. I am complete in Him, who is the head of the principality of power, Colossians 2.10. I am alive with Christ, Ephesians 2.5. I am free from the law of sin and death, Romans 8.2. I have the greater one living in me. Greater is he than who is, greater is he than in me than who is in the world. First John 4, 4, I am an overcomer by blood and the lamb and the word of my testimony. Each and every testimony has value. Never let anyone take what's happened to you, what you've been through away from you, because that's yours. That's yours for the rest of your life, and it will keep changing, it'll keep growing. Use what you have, use what God's equipped you with to just press on into life and say, hey, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> All right, let's go, WCF. <laughs> All right, we got Michelle. Michelle's dream and aspirations are to be a preacher someday. So you might see her here someday, preaching it up. Good morning, church. My name is Michelle, and I'm going to be sharing my vision for the youth. My vision for the youth is that they would rise up to the positions God has called them to, whether it be as a pastor, a teacher, 
a prophet or a doctor. My hope is that they would strive to draw near to God. James 4.8 says, if you come close to God, he will come close to you. And because if you do come close to God, his, your relationship with him will grow and you will come to know the plans he has for your future. Even though we are young, God still wants us to rely on him and be good examples of the gospel. 1 Timothy 4.12 says, don't let anyone think less of you because you're young. Instead, be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Although we haven't experienced life to its full extent, we can still be an example to other believers and our friends. If we put God first in our lives and learn to apply his word to our lives, we can become warriors clothed in tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, just like Paul says in Colossians 3.12. God has a plan for everyone's life, whether you've been a Christian your whole life or have recently committed your life to Jesus. King David was the youngest of seven children and a shepherd, a job that wasn't very admirable, but he did that job faithfully. Luke 16.10 says, if you're faithful in small things, you will be faithful in large ones. Since David did his job faithfully, God was able to make David the king of Israel. Many times God entrusts us with small tasks that he hopes we'll do faithfully. God wants us to continue to mature in our faith and always trust in him. As a young person, I sometimes fear what the future might bring, whether I'll get good enough grades to get into university, if my relationship with God is growing, or if I'll be a good mom one day. But Psalm 56, 3-4 says, But when I'm afraid, I will put my trust in God. I will praise you, God, for what he has promised. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? This verse really gives me hope, because I can praise God knowing he will never break his promises. And I know that even if I make mistakes or do something that doesn't please God, I can come to Jesus for forgiveness. I can and place anything that weighs me down in his hands. God is a good father, and even though our lives have just begun, he wants to share in an adventure of a lifetime with us. Great job, Michelle. Now we got two more speakers. We're going to just put a hold on because we're going to actually be doing communion. So if everybody could receive a communion element there, please. We got Jared Burton and Victor. Victor blesses me all the time in Children's Church. And uh, he is becoming a pharmacist, this guy. He goes to school and he was still helping in Children's Church, leading the kids. Amen. So Jared, if you can. Morning, church. I'm not usually this guy. I'm usually hiding in the back or joking with the youth, but uh, I'll give it my best shot. A lot of people ask, why do you help out in the youth? And aren't you always tired when you get home? And I'll be honest, I'm never tired. And uh, there was a picture last week about, uh, with about 13 of them getting baptized in a crazy summer camp. And that's really the reason why I do it. As long as we can have all these people doing this and not doing other things, that's why we show up on Friday nights, and that's why a lot of youth workers show up on Friday nights. So to answer a lot of questions is to see them here, not out there. So, But uh, to take the bread, yeah, I guess you guys all need communion elements. We're not teaching you right. <laughs> so as we take the bread, communion is known as a dinner with friends and family. And Pastor Mike usually, Michael, usually preaches about family. And so as we're all here together as one big family, let's break the bread, take it together. In Jesus' name. Good morning, church. Uh, my name is Victor, and uh, I totally forgive you, Pastor Mike, for the last name earlier. But um, thank you so much for this opportunity. And uh, as we're going to drink the cup, um, I just, I always felt like the most important thing to remember was that God gives the chance that we can come before him whenever. And it was through the sacrifice of his son on the cross. And the words that Jesus gave to his disciples were, this is my blood, take this and drink, and do this in remembrance of me. And today, guys, that's what we're going to do. We're going to drink and we're going to do this in remembrance of Jesus. All right, you all may be seated. We got two more speakers. And uh, after the two speakers, if you don't mind, uh, parents, if you can go pick up your kids. But please come back if you want because we got the whole youth team here. And I'm praying for revival. If you want to come, and just come up and just get prayed after, we're not going to be talking. We're just going to be praying for healing, for strength, for power. But the song's going to come on. And I'm just praying that we just change it up a little bit here today for the youth.
because these guys at youth camp were praying for three hours at youth camp. Didn't even care if we went to the bonfire or not. We were just praying and people were being set free and delivered. Amen. We got Angie, Joseph right now. Good morning. I'm talking about authority. So whenever I prayed about this, I really felt like um, there's going to be a shattering or a shaking of things. And I was kind of confused, like, what does that mean? And God kind of showed me that it means like when we um, speak the word of God, we're really speaking God's voice. And when we speak God's voice, things shatter and shake. And I really believe that God wants to do that in our lives, and we have been ordained to do that. Um, and I believe that this authority that we have in speaking God's voice is accessed through unlocking the secrets of God's heart for your life, which are discovered by reading God's word. And as you have those secrets written in your heart, when you face the enemy, you can speak out God's words. And there will be a shattering of spiritual principalities and things will transform in our life from death to life. And you allow God to move and change the atmosphere around you and you'll be transformed. And he's looking to unlock passion in people's hearts, to awaken what was there from the beginning. For willing and open hearts who will hear his, hear his whisper, he's looking for the obedient for people that are willing to step into authority into the ordinance of God into the marching plans of God it's through this passion this set of blaze on fire heart that is burning to take back what the enemy has stolen to rise up in authority by the power of the word of God and the, the power of our surrender so I just want to declare that we're going to rise up in authority to shatter despair Thank and take you. our faith back to shatter anxiety and take yes our Lord peace back to shatter brokenness and take our healing back to shatter lack of miracles and take our miracles to shatter lies and take our truth to take back our hearts our minds the devil can no longer have our walls our true selves are no longer in hiding because we stand in authority over them and we walk on top of them on top of our walls soaring above we focus um, on christ alone and God is making something beautiful out of us so let us war for our beauty in jesus and let us take our victory and we step into that freedom. I believe that things that have been gripping people for years and years is going to break off as we rise up in our authority. And we will declare a victory against anything that, that does not line up with the will of God for our life. We are God's and he is ours. So we have access to all the things on the throne of God and we are his. So I declare that truth be revealed to our hearts to set ablaze in Jesus' name. And I believe that God is outpouring his blessings on us. There is a hedge of glory on our church. And I believe that God loves this place, that we have made a home for God in this place. And he loves to just pour his spiritual blessings on us. And, yeah, I thank you, Father God, that, that like Joshua, um, he was afraid and discouraged. But, God, um, Joshua saw all of these things that he needed to defeat. And God still said, don't be afraid or discouraged because God had him. And that's the kind of power that we have. And that's what we're going to take in Jesus' name. Caitlin, come on over. Caitlin's going to lead right in. And her testimony is going to go right in to the other Caitlin leading in the God of miracles. And how many know the God of miracles wants to do a miracle in your life, in your heart, in your family, with your body, with your mind, with your emotions, because he's a God that's more than enough. Amen? So Kathy and I are going to have to leave. I got a flight to catch, but I just want to say to all you guys, you did an absolutely incredible job. Let's give God thanks for all the youth, all the workers behind the scene, and... This is going to bless your heart right now, what Caitlin's going to share. But I got a flight leaving in less than an hour, so I have to run. Hi, I'm Caitlin. Um, so I'm going to be talking about miracles. Um, I believe that this church needs to be bold and courageous. And we need to believe that this is a church of miracles and believe in a God of miracles. You know, I believe this youth is a generation of miracles. In this own youth group, we've seen miracles ourselves. At summer camp, I saw somebody who has needed glasses since the day he was born. But he believed in a God of healing and he no longer needs glasses. He hasn't needed them since. <laughs> um, I've also seen back problems be healed almost instantly with people praying over a girl. And she stood up and she's like, my back, it feels better. I believe that this youth group is going to be able to do that more and more. And you know, God hears all of our prayers and we see it in the little miracles as well. I'm type 1 diabetic, which means um, I need to control my blood sugars constantly. And if I have a low blood sugar, it can result in me fainting, going into coma or even death. Um, so I was on an airplane a couple years ago and my blood sugar went dangerously low. And unknown to me at the time, I also came down with a stomach flu. 
Now, to bring a blood sugar up, you need to eat food. I couldn't eat any food. So let me just tell you, I won't go into details about that, but it was not a nice experience for me or the flight attendant. Um, so normally, realistically, because I couldn't eat any food, I should have passed out on the plane. My family and me, we kept praying and praying, and miraculously, my blood sugar started to go up. That doesn't happen. That has never happened. But God was there, and God helped me, and my blood sugar came up. <laughs> on a plane, you can't have an ambulance ready to take you to the hospital, so that could have been a really bad situation. But God was there for me, and God helped me. And at the time, I was just like, I need to get off this plane. I feel sick. But afterwards, I realized that was all God, and that was God. And um, it's all of ours for the taking, every single one of us. Um, all the generations of this church, God is um, a God of miracles. In his word, in Isaiah 53, 5, he says, by his stripes we are healed, and we need to believe that. Um, Jesus is in us to perform these miracles. We are just the vessels, and I believe that this church is going to be able to do that. I can't wait to see what God has in store for our youth, our church, and see God moving through others. You need to, you need to. Check. If you need to go pick up your kids, go pick up your kids. But I just ask you, if you can stay, stay. And if you can come up and let the youth pray over you and let us all pray over you and just have a revival in the place today, then come on, family. Come on and get up. Come up front because there's got to be something, something in your heart, something in your heart, something a desire of yours to be prayed over. So do you believe in God? Do you believe in miracles? Can we rise up and stand up and take what is ours? Can we... Believe in the miracles, in the freedom of God. So let's come up, brothers and sisters. Let's have a revival in the place.